Hello and welcome to Pretty Sure It's Pretty Cure. I'm Cure Jessica. I'm Cure Jade. And I'm Cure Frank. And this week we are going to be talking about episodes 8, 9, and 10 of the first season of Pretty Cure. Good time watching these episodes do you feel like life is different um it, it's certainly more like if i uh, if i ever come across a robbery i know what to do now <laughs> just I mean, lecture yeah. them i mean you need a certain quality of robber though <laughs> right <laughs> it's true you need a certain quality of robber and you need to be a certain quality of magical girl. I yeah. will say so far, these are the three best episodes that we've had up to this point. And like, uh, yeah, they took a lot. I felt like they took a lot of what worked from previous episodes and like really started figuring out what works better with these characters and what they could actually animate too. Yeah. So. Well, and there yeah. are also three episodes that I feel like were like much more character based and much less the the central problem of the episodes was not for any of them a monster. Oh, right. I, although monsters did show up, but the whole point was like, yeah, the, the monster was sort of the byproduct of the main conflict. Yeah. Is, and so, yeah. yeah, I thought that worked pretty well. So episode eight called the end of pretty cure isn't it too soon for that <laughs> i like a aka where my girls break up <laughs> yeah it's a breakup episode it's oh, no. i love that the, the title is like being very meta like we realize we're only eight episodes <laughs> in and we're already doing <laughs> this episode just get it out the way now <laughs> yeah let's get it out of the way so that we don't have to do it i'm trying to remember sailor moon never did a serious we're breaking up episode did they they did i mean they had sailor moon and tuxedo mask break up but yeah but the team itself they there was an episode where they were teasing that the team was going to break up but it was actually like a ruse to lure in the dark kingdom like they were pretending to break up well yeah i mean it wasn't like half the like the first season basically getting the girls to come together too yeah there was so, a lot of the first season that was about like let's learn to get along right so it makes sense that they wouldn't have like a breakup episode after we spent most of a season seeing them come together <laughs> um i mean they did manage to break up usagi and mamaru right after they got together like that's true two or three like... times <laughs> that's true i think there was like an episode where mercury was seriously leaving but... yes 
That wasn't like a they got in a fight and didn't like each other anymore thing, though. No. If I remember. I remember, like, I think that was more like she has a really cool opportunity overseas and is very sad about leaving, but has decided to do so. And everyone's being real supportive. Right. (laughs) But I think that was the closest they got. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was the closest they ever got. But still, we get to have this breakup episode. The episode opens with uh, Nagisa thinking about, along with, you know, the flashback stuff, thinking about her one true love, the character who's had almost zero lines this whole time. (laughs) Yes, but he's dreamy and he can kick a ball really well. He can. He does (laughs) seem to have super strength when it comes to kicking soccer balls i can see how you'd be into that so (laughs) she's thinking about him and meanwhile he's talking with his childhood friend and her fellow pretty cure honoka and she has like this you know moment of jealousy of like are they really just friends is that really all they are um and while she's doing all this daydreaming both about her worry of them and of course the episode recap because starting an episode Episode. with daydreaming her friends are having this very important conversation about what the best cake is right and i love that conversation but i was extremely aggravated by that because i was about to eat dinner before this so (laughs) (laughs) So i'm like please stop talking about cake because i can't have any yet because i'm gonna have dinner in an hour No, an incredibly important conversation. And then when they notice she's not listening, they're like, how are you not listening to our incredibly important cake conversation? And I literally wrote down, Nagisa is the worst friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we get, after the opening theme, uh, we get to the classroom. And they're doing, you know, that thing that is in every, every anime, every single, if the kids, if the anime features school age kids in a school setting, every single anime has the reading in front of the class. Oh, yeah. I I wonder if that's a thing, too. I mean, I I assume it must be like that. There's just much more reading in front of the class in Japanese education. I, well, no, I mean, in English class, we do it too. Although, like, we're kind of, I mean, I'm with high schoolers and we still do, like, the stupid popcorn thing. What's the popcorn thing? Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, someone will read a pair, like, apart a from the, so you have, you're reading, I don't know, a book. And then they'll, they'll read, a student will read it, and then they'll be like, popcorn and say another student's name and then that student has to pick up where that student stopped reading wow there was <laughs> very little reading in front of the class even in any of my english classes as a kid very like it was very it was expected that you read it yourself either before class in your downtime or sometimes they'd be like okay now it's time to read you know, the short story or whatever. And the class would just sit in silence and everyone would read it to themselves. Yeah, we had... Yeah, up until A-level, we all had to... It would be reading. Either the teacher would read it to us or we would... Someone in the class would read it 
out loud. And depending on how it do it, it would either be everybody would read a bit or someone would choose and like, I'm reading this poem. Yeah, no, there, there's this thing called like popcorn where you would have to go through and like, you would have oh, like that. That was a great worst thing for me because I knew like two names in my entire classroom. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I can just imagine the social anxiety. Like, I am not picking on you, nor do I have a crush on you. You're literally the only person whose name I can remember. Right. Yeah. See, we had one of my English teachers had a small stuffed rabbit that we would just throw around and whoever had the rabbit would have to read. So. Oh, that's that's a nice idea. I have never had anything like this in any of my, like, there's been very, very little reading out loud at all. Just like, you know, you read it on your own time. Yeah. But then how do you know how a bad a reader the, the, that student is so we can all make fun of them? Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I was a great reader, but, like... <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a waste of time. <laughs> I say I say, as a really voracious reader. Like, it would, I, I, I would get so bored in a classroom waiting oh. for everyone to catch up to where I'd read 10 pages ahead. Oh, my gosh, it's awful. I, and then, I would still yeah. do that, even though they were reading out loud, because I could read faster in my head than the person who would be, like, stumbling over the words, oh, and I would yeah. be, like three yeah. chapters ahead yeah. yeah and then and then all of a sudden i would have to read and i would have no idea where we are <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, no that sounds that sounds exactly correct i mean i've had reading out loud in church because i grew up mormon church. Yeah, yeah i grew uh, up yeah. mormon and so mormons you have a very long day on sunday and Jesus. with like multiple like Sunday school classes oh. and in Sunday school it was very common for someone to be like okay can you read this passage now can you read this passage and we'd all go around reading scriptures Oof. at least it was which is worse oh my gosh yes <laughs> because then you could it's not always like in an English you even understand yeah well because oh. Mormons do like the King James version so it's definitely all the old oh. English and oh, there is God. a lot of I, yeah I thought they had their own bible too I mean yeah they have the book, book of Mormon that's it and then they, they the also, book, make... which is also written for some reason in that same kind of old. Oh! <laughs> so, anyway, they're doing all the reading in front of class. Um, and Nagisa is really intimidated by Honoka, who's doing like a good job with her reading. I wrote in love with her. Yeah. So pretty sure there's a point, there's a point in here where she is literally looking at Honoka and thinking, man, if I were a boy. Yes, I literally wrote that down. If I was a boy, that she would be the type of girl I'd like. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait. I'm pretty sure that means she already is the type of girl oh, yeah, you like. Yeah, that is the type of girl you like. Oh, threesome. Use your words. <laughs> threesome. <laughs> and they go to the bathroom to talk about stuff and i love in the bathroom uh mipple and mepple both escape and they're like yeah bathroom sex time <laughs> yes exactly and like the the just as honoka and nagisa are about to have like a serious conversation where they're about to confess each other's feelings and how each of them sees each other as totally different and it's like no 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 till you love each other and kiss <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, horny animals have to get their sex on. Mm -hmm. And Nagisa's really, she's struggling to like say, hey, I like this boy Fuji. Could you introduce uh, us? Or do you like this boy too? Because you're my new best friend now. And But I really like this boy. And I don't know what this feeling is. Could we explore these feelings together? <laughs> and then we get a beautiful scene of Honoka at home talking to Mipple and gossiping. Uh, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> it's very, they're very, very, very adorable. And Honoka's like, oh, you, you and Mepple, you're really close, aren't you? And, and they're like, well, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> we love each other. Um. <laughs> I was going to say like one thing where Hanukkah brings up like the things that she likes the most and wants to focus on is science and books and I am like yes Hanukkah I, I get you at a deep and emotional level right now yeah they, they bring up this like who have you got a crush on Hanukkah and she's just like mildly confused by the whole concept yes. and I'm like excited that she might be like asexual, which is where that whole thing. Yeah, led yeah, me. that's yeah, that's totally where it was coming like, from. And then that's she, yeah, that's where I go. But it's at the same time. Well, pretty much how um like crushes have always been for me. I don't want to get too excited because the thing with aimed at girls this age is they all tend to sort of go to. I'm going to discover the first true love thing. But also she doesn't seem to be like the protagonist protagonist. So I'm hoping I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. man, keeping my fingers crossed for you. But yeah, she doesn't, she seems very confused by the whole concept of being romantic. She's like, well, no, I've got <laughs> other stuff that I'm doing, yeah. which is really good. Meanwhile, um, what I wrote is, Mascots can't keep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because Mipple and Mepple, like she's talking to Mipple and Mipple is talking about Mepple and they're both like just straight up like spilling all of Nagisa's deepest hearts. <laughs> yes. Like, oh yeah, no, she likes somebody. It's like a thing. And the other thing too is like Hanukkah's like, uh, like grandma is like you seem so happy around nagisa and it's like hanukkah do you are you not do you not realize when you're happy and it's like you poor thing <laughs> grandma meanwhile is still shady and knows something like grandma knows so much <laughs> like grandma is the best grandma's pretending not to know but she yeah. knows oh yeah so after this scene we're in uh Honoka learns that Nagisa has someone that she likes, and Mipple and Mepple are totally in love with each other and also very bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> we get to um, Nagisa. <laughs> Sorry, I have the episode playing. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on a crunchy roll, and I, I forgot about the scene where she's rolling around on the floor like some weird boulder i know it's so great i mean her her entire reaction where she realized that she has a crush and like actually her consistent reaction of like oh my gosh i have a crush i am a 
I, I like <laughs> like like it's so awkward and terrible and entirely accurate and exactly how I was as a kid when I knew I had a crush. Oh no, so, not feelings. I know. <laughs> it's like get him away, get him away. You see, I was looking at the way she was rolling about and thinking about how she's going to break her neck. I spent. <laughs> I spent too many years in dance and gymnastics learning how how to not break your neck when you do a forward roll, and she's ignoring everything. (laughs) They say after school, um, while she's waiting outside of school, Honoka and Fuji, I'm just going to call him Fuji. Yeah, Fuji P. Fuji P. Uh, Which is not better. Well, it's what the what's the I keep forgetting what the full one is. Fujimaru oh. or Fuji? There's he has for... an actual full first name, and I can never remember it. Yeah, I wrote um, it down anyway. But Honoka and Fuji walk out of the school, and Nagisa sees them, and she goes, "Oh no, he's hot!" So hard <laughs> that she forgets to cross the crosswalk. She like forgets to walk. Uh, <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, uh, hey, join us and we can all walk together. Um, and so they're all walking together and Honoka sees that Nagisa is, you know, keeping to herself and kind of in to this boy. And Honoka decides to be a really good wing woman. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. literally what I said. Like, she is being a good ring wingman. Work uh-huh. with it, Nagisa. <laughs> so she decides to introduce them. And Fujimura, that's what is that? There you go. Um, but she's, you know, being like a really good wing woman and trying to introduce them. And then says in front of Fujimura, I'm really glad I can introduce you because I know you've been noticing him for a long time and i was like i feel like that breaks a girl code like that's one of those like things that as girls we like know not to do yeah but i feel like honoka doesn't know that she's never had friends (laughs) that's true and she's asexual and doesn't realize that this is like embarrassing right right exactly i think honoka is like 100 percent well-meaning here Oh she my goes, gosh, absolutely. There is no like, I, I, I'm doing this because I, I secretly want. No, there's totally like well meaning to all of this. And, but like Nagisa does not, does not realize that or doesn't like think Honoka about that, about that at all. And it's just. Nagisa's not thinking about Honoka at this moment in the slightest. No. She's 100% wrapped up in crush on a boy, embarrassed social anxiety brain. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. To her, this is a nightmare. Yeah. If she'd been cooler, she could have played it off, and it could have been the start of something good. But yeah. I'm not going to blame her for not being cooler. She's 13. Right. Uh, and, and, and I can't blame, and I don't blame Honoka either, because she's trying to do like, oh my gosh, you two like each other. This is my old best friend. This is my new best friend. Come together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, they're both. Um, they're both trying to do you know they're both like not malicious at all but it oh, ends no. up hurting Nagisa's feelings and so she runs away mm-hmm. um and Honoka chases her and when she does that's when they end up having this argument where <sighs> Nagisa says 
look, we're not friends. We're just pretty cures. It's and it's like right with the train, like with the train in the background, and the train noise emphasizes it. And it's just so wonderful and so over the top and emotional. And I loved it. Yeah, it's so like beautiful. It's yeah. like such a, they like genuinely make it this really heart wrenching thing. Yeah, um. it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's it's heart wrenching, but on the other hand, it's so good on how they tried to make it heart wrenching. Yeah. So the next day, Nagisa is eating lunch on the roof with her two best uh, friends, whose names I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, and Honoko shows up, and it's awkward. And a whole lot of this episode is just them like looking at each other and it being <laughs> awkward, and everyone else being around them being like, "Did you guys break up? I mean, right? fight." <laughs> That is absolutely what is happening with, like, the best friend. They're all going, did they break up? Like, oh, no, I thought they were cute. I shipped them really hard. I even had a shipping name for them. (laughs) Yeah. No, I literally, in my notes, I just noticed this. Nagisa's friend's like, oh, no, our OTP. (laughs) But, like, we also sort of get this sort of, like, emphasis here, too, that, like, uh, I don't think that's actually true, but in the episode it feels like, yeah, see, Nagisa has other friends and knows how to, like, be with people, and Hanukkah has no one except no, Nagisa. because you get her other friends are saying, like, oh, yeah, no matter what, we're always on your side, we love yeah. you. And then you get to Hanukkah, and Hanukkah's dealing with this terribly. She's yeah. like, well, I have to stop being a pretty cure and I have to, like, I should have realized that this would never work out. And the note I wrote down was literally, oh, no, Honoka's never had friends, so she's never fought with one. Right. Right. It was so awful. So she, like, doesn't know because, like, you know, you have normal friends in your life. You know you can get in a fight. And, yeah. like, you'll be mad at each other for a couple of days, but it'll be fine. But mm-hmm. Hanukkah doesn't know that. Right. And you know how to, like, say sorry to someone and be like, I meant to do this and try and explain why you did the actions and then give them chocolate and it's all better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hanukkah wants to give up being a pretty cure. Yeah. And she gives her, she gives her little nipple cell phone thing over to Nagisa and is like, here, you take this, you can find somebody else, I'm done. And Nagisa's like, wait, no, that's not what I wanted. And she's at home and Nibble and Nepple are having sex in her phone. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, every time they're doing that cuddle thing, that's just like, that's just how mascot plushies have sex. And they're like... No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, she's like, I don't know what to do. And meanwhile, Honoka realizes that she accidentally kept the diary. And the next day at school, Nagi says, like, I'm going to try to talk to her. I'm going to try to be your friend. But every time she approaches Honoka, Honoka's just like, oh, and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like an all or nothing. We're either friends or we are nothing. So... Yeah, no, very, 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 haha, black and white thinking. (laughs) 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 Oh, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and don't forget that also Nagisa wrote, um, because both of them, Hanagisa and Honoka, had the same, the same notebook. And both of them wrote in the notebook. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? And it, which is kind of nice because we're like, it's like, why the fuck are we bringing up a notebook in an earlier episode? What's that going to lead to? And now we I mean, lead it's to gonna, that. You're going to sell a notebook to kids. Yeah. Well, yes, obviously. Kids. Come buy our special Pretty Cure Diary, which, spoilers for a later episode, but is shown to basically work, but with a black light. It's invisible ink and a black light. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it's super cool. I would have bought it. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I had enough pens like that. I was, I was oh, taken nice. back to primary school and people being, I've got this magic pen. Look, I can write on places we're not allowed to write. And so after trying to get anyway. um, Honoka to listen to her all day, Nagi says, depressed, and she goes to the local shrine to pray and say, let's get Pretty Cure back together. And while she is doing this praying, the Dark Zone Cave Troll Man. <laughs> cave the Troll. Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah, the Cave oh, Troll. Chernobyl, um, yep. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, the I'm, other I'm not in the... Yeah. No, the Cave Troll shows up with an evil tree. With an evil tree. Um, and Honoka happens to be walking by at the time and runs in and Nagisa make sure to get her phone back to her and, and they transform. Then they spend the entire time fighting the tree, arguing with each other. And it is absolutely delightful. Right. They're just the whole time. They're like, well, you, but you listen, we're just very different. And what I liked is that what I like about this fight, because they spend the whole time arguing with each other and then beat the guy. What I like is that the way you would expect this fight to go in terms of metaphor is like, oh no, our powers don't work. We have to learn to cooperate. Or just in general, the moment we start cooperating is the moment that we, you know, but they don't start cooperating. They are <laughs> literally like fighting with each other up to the moment they do the attack. Like even before their attack, like they're like, don't interrupt. We're doing important stuff. Yeah. And they blow him up so that they can keep fighting. It's like they don't realize they're supposed to be fighting the tree thing because they're too busy fighting each other. Yes. <laughs> and they do a really good job beating the tree per the tree thing up too without like paying attention. It's super great. Yeah, it's just like second second nature, automatic, oh yeah, we're fighting this tree, but more importantly You you i can't oh. believe that you don't understand boys i don't understand why you didn't appreciate me trying to be helpful <laughs> it's so great it's just uh and so then they go uh, home and they're still fighting which is great um you forgot to mention that they dropped their stuff and okay. pick all their books up together for plot points oh yes because they, they drop all their stuff and pick up their books, and of course they end up getting each other's notebooks. Right, dun dun dun. See how we uh, use that. Meanwhile, uh, Honoka's grandmother explains to her that sometimes you argue with your friends, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. I know. 
And afterwards, so they're both, you know, still feeling bad about their problems. And Monica gets a pep talk from her grandmother. And Nagisa gets a pep talk from her mom. Both of them saying, like, eh, you can make up with people. It's all right. And then they go and look in their diaries. And their diaries are not their diaries. It's the other one's diary. And when they read each other's diaries, they both say, basically, I want to be friends. Yeah. I don't, ad- I, I don't understand them, but I th- still think they're great and we should be friends. It's yeah, super exactly. Cute. Like, we're um, very different people, but yeah. I like them. Yeah. And it's very sweet. There's, like, this whole little montage of them realizing that actually they really want to be friends with each other. And the next day, at the same spot that they broke up, they get to have a talk and say, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> and it's real cute. And they run off into the sunset. And there's a pan up to the sky. And it's beautiful. Because they're a beautiful couple. Because they're a beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. And they use each other's first names for the first time. Yes. Right. Which is the- super, like, I like super um intimate in japanese culture i guess yeah it's really adorable and really it's one of those things because i love those plot points in all anime and japanese stuff the Mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna start using your first name and that's a sign a very literal sign that we've gotten closer and it's one of those things that when it comes time to translate it just never translates no no the recent not just the dub um, the people who licensed Card Capture Sakura and released it on Blu-ray here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a new dub that is not a very good dub. Um, I don't have the Blu-ray, but uh, I have a friend who has the Blu-ray. But they also, mm-hmm. when they subtitled it, did not include the using the last name, using the first name thing. But that's so huge. It's so huge in Cardcaptor Sakura. Right. It's really, really, there's an entire episode dedicated to getting Shoran to say Sakura's name. Yeah. Like, it's, and so it's like, oh it doesn't, you're, you're watching it and even subtitled it, like, doesn't make sense anymore. Like, just nothing that's happening makes any sense. And it's like, who translated this? Who thought to do this? Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, (laughs) is that episode eight was really cute. They broke up, but they got back together and everyone was very well-intentioned. Yes. Um, So, uh, Jade, what do you think about the episode? Yeah, it was solid. Um, I'll give it a five <laughs> out of seven for asexual because I ha- I have low standards for asexual representation. I think that's solid. I think yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, Frank. Uh, I was gonna say like five out of seven magical girl power because even though they're fighting, they are still kicking a dumb evil tree. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say six out of seven cool girl friendships because they can't get the seven out of seven. No. Because they were kind of fighting over a boy, even if they weren't really fighting over a boy. But a boy was was involved. Boy involved. So they can't get the full, you know, girl friendship power points. But Mm -hmm. they do get quite a lot because it was a super cute episode. They're super mostly about their cool friendship. So that brings us to episode nine. 
Um, which I literally called school hijinks. <laughs> That's a good name for it. The <laughs> official title, episode nine, give him back the great Meppo Meppo strategy. Which I love that. I love it so much. Like I, I just had a good time with this episode too. Yeah, this episode is like really, I think, fun. I love, I love. Okay, so we have um, the episode opens, um, and Nagisa and Meppel are talking while Nagisa's getting ready, and her little brother, oh yeah, hears them and is like, uh. <laughs> the hell is wrong with my sister yeah my, i think my sister's having a nerve like you could just see him being like uh she's something's not right we're very worried you're talking to people who aren't there uh and nagisa has like her hair like sticking up all over the place and it's like uh good mornings and i'm like yeah i don't know how they got they decided to animate me in the morning but that's me <laughs> <laughs> and so meanwhile meppel is being a bit of a jerk but he says that he's not feeling well and will naisa please feed him but because he's being a bit of a jerk she's like no <laughs> i'll feed you later i'm feeling real petty <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, her cell phone gets confiscated. 
Uh, and literally what this teacher says is that any, you are not allowed to bring anything to school that is not required for school. Oh, I see. I like the phrase, the fact that he doesn't, he said that he doesn't get any satisfaction out of taking stuff away from the kids. And I'm like, no, you totally do. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's like the plot of the episode. He, he gets he confiscates stuff because he wants the stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. So spoilers ahead. We find out the reason why he's confiscating is that so he can steal all of the manga and read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so so he confiscates Meple. Poor Meple confiscates oh. him. He says that nobody's allowed to bring anything not required to school, which seems like, I mean, I can get not being allowed to have cell phones, right? And him thinking yeah. it's a cell phone. Anything, like, you understand, like, I get it's justification so he can confiscate the manga, but also anything not required? Yeah, but we know that the VP <laughs> is kind of a terrible human being, so we are just sort yeah. of, uh, like, acknowledging more that this is why the principal is like you are a terrible human being come <laughs> let us look at this really ugly painting nagisa goes to hanukkah and mipple and is like oh no mipple's been confiscated uh and i just had a fight with him and he was seeming sick and mipple explains like oh no he probably was sick because he's newer to this realm and you know this realm is really hard on us and nagisa's like well gotta get him back and so first she just goes and asks and that doesn't work no no it does not work and then we get some of my favorite type of montage scenes yeah where get... she pretends to be various people in disguise yeah she's she does um a hijinks montage where she's like i'm a delivery person i'm here to pick up some dishes for takeout i'm here to anyone win a thing <laughs> none of this works none of this lets her get close enough to steal methyl back meanwhile we keep cutting to methyl who is sick and i just i need to say this it looks like a porn face it looks like a porn face <laughs> They keep, cutting back, they keep cutting back to Meppel, who is, like, fevery and panting because he's sick, and it looks... Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's super pornographic and super, like, wow. It's really uncomfortable, and they keep cutting back to it, and it's like, can you not with the plush <laughs> children's toy? <laughs> I get that you don't know. No, you what already we think he's having sex. <laughs> we really don't need to see what his O face looks like. Right? So anyway, all of her plans, uh, her montage of various disguises, none of them. Uh, and it's after school, and they're trying to figure out, like, what is our big plan? And that's when they meet up with her um, alumni crush from the lacrosse team, who now runs a takoyaki truck. Which, like, that's the dream. Yeah, uh, but her her older lesbian mentor with the takoyaki truck. This is my head cannon, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree with you so far about all of this. So we're good. <laughs> is the one who explains that? Oh, 
yeah, the vice principal took your thing. He does that. He takes stuff because it's a, it's a, it's a, what is it called? But it's like a, it's like a distraction from the fact that he's taking everybody's manga because he stays after school to read everybody's manga. And they're like, oh, well. We'll just stay after school. Yeah, we'll just stay after school and we'll go get it. And so they decide to hide out under some stairs, sort of. And- oh, also, uh, Nagisa and Horika are first starting to talk using their first name uh, names to each other. And everyone is like, did they have sex? Because <laughs> they all are <laughs> commenting about, man, they just call- she just called Horika by her first name. <laughs> Yeah, they're all they're all suddenly like, I mean, we knew that they were kind of a thing, but they like suddenly they're a lot closer. Closer. Yeah. But they decide to try and wait and like their plan is eventually the like the principal has to leave at some point and then they can go into the office and retrieve Meppel. Um Lock doors is... not being a thing in a school, I guess. No. Locked doors are not a thing. Um, <laughs> the state of the school, do you do you think they ever close it? <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Uh, meanwhile, the vice principal, unbeknownst to them, and their plan could have gone really high. He can't open the cell phone that Meppel is in, and so he's like, oh, "I'll just take it home and figure it out at home." But as he's leaving, the cave troll possesses an anatomy mannequin because we're suddenly like jerk like the way they did it too was like we're suddenly in a horror uh, yeah they suddenly church this they, well it's a school at nighttime so obviously right, right. but suddenly it's we're so in a creepy horror. yeah well and it helps because the anatomy mannequin has is that like bisected kind where oh. like on one half it's like a man with skin and on the other half it's like a man without skin. But also mannequins moving just always gives me the heebie-jeebies now because I played a video game where the mannequins moved when you looked away and nope. <laughs> this is like not even close to the first anime I've seen where they have an anatomy mannequin at school and I want to know <laughs> if that's a real thing or if that's an anime thing. Yeah, we did not have question. we did not have an anatomy manne- mannequin in our school. That was not a thing we had. But I'm wondering like did one anime one time in the past think oh you know it'd be a really funny joke if there was like a skeleton or a mannequin here and, and it scared one of the main characters and then all of them went oh yeah that's a really good joke or is well, that like actually a thing that happens where like oh yeah we all got scared by the mannequin in our school because our school had one we had like there was like one anatomically correct skeleton like most of the time it was in the science storeroom but they did bring it out for occasionally yeah we did not have a skeleton we had like posters on the wall yeah we had like my high school had like two or three skeletons so because we had not yeah we had I don't think there were any fake skeletons unless it was part of Halloween decorations in our no. school. Yeah, we had uh, at least two anatomical, maybe three, because we had a lot of biology classes and an anatomy and physio class. 
all taught by different teachers. So we had to have that many uh, skeletons, but I've never seen like a half muscle mannequin thing. So that was just odd. I mean, creepy and delightful. And like, clearly this was like, I don't know if they have like Halloween episodes, but this is totally the Halloween episode. Yeah, they decide they decide to turn this into a horror movie thing. So the mannequin chases after the vice principal and chases after the girls. And it's, you know, all very horror movie and scary. And then uh, the girls eventually realize after they escape the school, they're like, wait a minute, we left Methel back there. We still haven't retrieved him. And also, that was weird. Maybe it's magic. And that's when the cave troll shows up. And it's like, hey, and they're like, oh, right, it was you. (laughs) And like a delightful (laughs) pose, too. Oh, what did you think he was stood like that? (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's, he's, for our listeners, standing like a statue, like... He's like, like, balanced on one leg with one of them up in the air and like his arms spread in either direction. Yeah. And seems to be doing this just so he can have this weird grand entrance. Right. But he's just been the standing there. Yeah. Um, so they think girls... he's the statue, so... I don't know. I don't know, but he, it was just... I mean, he is utterly... He is, like, possibly worse than Piss Lord, but he is almost actually more entertaining because he is just that terrible at everything. <laughs> so... So they get cornered by the cave troll and the cave troll grabs Mipple and he already has Mepple. And like Nagisa and Hanukkah are like, no, give us back um, Mipple. Mipple? Mipple. No, Mepple. Mepple. There you go. Mepple. Give him back because he's sick. And the cave troll is like, I feel like there is a, a flaw in this logic, but I don't know what that flaw is. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but this seems like a good idea, so we'll just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like, give him back because he's sick. You can't take him if he's sick, right? And for it, like, oh I guess if I brought back a sick captured guy, maybe that wouldn't count and I'd get in trouble. So maybe we have to make him not sick. And so uh he gives he gives Mepple back. And the girls transform so they can fight Zakenna. And he's like, wait, wait, that wasn't supposed to, ha- is how this was supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to cure it and then give it back to me. Um, <laughs> right. Meanwhile, and I realize this is like more than a decade prior to Attack on Titan. Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> it was totally an Attack on Titan thing. But, but, but uh, yeah, meanwhile, the, uh, Zakenna possessed mannequin turns giant and smashes through the school and it looks 100% like Attack on Titan. Only like more disturbing because like only half of it is the muscle. It's yeah. <laughs> And at this point you've got to assume that the entire school has now been destroyed. Right. Right? Right? Like you just like I was looking at it going like what? <laughs> It's really good that nobody else was in that school. Like, I think there's a limit to what can be restored. 
Um, <laughs> magic. Magic fixes everything. Like, broken building, broken windows. Magic fixed it all up, I yeah. guess. So they, they transform to fight the uh, giant monster, who in the meantime steps on the cave troll. So they don't even have to worry about the cave troll because he's been smashed by a giant. <laughs> <laughs> giant horrifying attack on Titan's monstrosity. Yes. And so they do their... Black Thunder, White Thunder, Marble Screw uh, to get Zakenna. Uh, um, yeah, and, and all this time too. Yeah, and all the time too is Nagisa's like, I feel sick and terrible, which makes us wonder like, maybe the magic has more to do with whether Meeple and Mipple are like happy mm-hmm. and connected rather than um, Honoka and Nagisa. Yeah. No, because she hasn't healed Meppo yet when she transforms. And when she transforms, she seems to get his fever. And his... She seems to be sick. Like, he is sick. But Um, thankfully, not quite his porn face. So I appreciated that. Yeah. No. Thank goodness. (laughs) That would not be appreciated. So, Uh, yeah, they defeat the monster. uh, And then they, like, uh, team rocket Cave Trill into the sky. Yeah, they team rocket Cave Troll into the sky, and then when they're not transformed, she's like, cool, well now I can use my doctor card on my Tamagotchi Meple. <laughs> and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be treated. He's been sick this whole time and been going like, save me this whole time. And then as soon as the doctor shows up, he's like, No. No, I don't want to go. Really to the not doctor. that sick. I mean, that's sick. I mean, grant you, I would pretend not to be that sick if I had that big ass needle going up my butt. So, I mean, he probably didn't have to go off his butt. That's just the only bit he had out. Yeah. <laughs> if he'd not been hiding and running, maybe it could have been done a better way. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the vice principal wakes up from being passed out in the hallway and. Uh, <laughs> They basically, they create a silent pact where one, she says, it's not a cell phone, it's a charm. And apparently charms are okay. They can be considered a necessary thing. And, so and if they don't, well, they like, bla- they're going, they will blackmail him into not do it. Into yeah, doing exactly. It and-, and they basically say like, here, you give that back to me and we won't tell anyone that you're reading everybody's manga. And they like just all make a pact to not bother bother each other, <laughs> at least about this. And then we end with um, Meeple and Dagisa arguing and going back to normal, uh, yeah. which makes me wonder if like the like we thought this was sort of a chance thing of how that ended up with the two of them, but uh, Meeple and Mipple went to the people that have similar temperaments, which is why Hanukkah has like the easy stuff. Yes, and Nagisa um, has the completely useless, questionable one. Yes, um, and then we get and while while she and Meppel are fighting, which is great, her mom and her little brother are outside the door listening, going, "What do we do?" <laughs> I love the way her mom was like clutching the spoon ladle thing like a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> just like there's, all... no, there's, there's no logical reason for her to be holding it but she's still there with wielding it yeah wielding it against 
her daughter's apparent mental breakdown. Because <laughs> as far as they are concerned, right, like, Nice has something's going very wrong. Yeah. And yeah, that's the episode. That is episode nine. Yeah. Give him back the great Mepo Mepo strategy. Uh, Frank, what did you think of the episode? Oh, I love that episode. Um, <laughs> I I did um um seven out of, or six out of seven. Attack on Titan stole from a girly anime series. <laughs> I assume there because back when Attack on Titan was new and very popular, there were a million memes. Someone must have just put the music behind oh, that clip. I want, if someone has not done that, I, we need to get on that and have that happen. Because I would pay money for the Pretty Cure theme song to Untack on Titan. I, like, I just, I assume it must have happened. Yeah. And if it hasn't happened, then yeah, we'll have to make it happen. Jade, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I gave it two out of nine for quality teachers. that's good i'm going to give it um negative three unnecessary porn faces (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that that yeah yeah uh and that brings us to episode 10 honika explodes exclamation point a wonderful birthday. <laughs> Which honestly should have quotations around the wonderful part. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes the birthday like when I had to go to um, the ER to get stitches look a good birthday. <laughs> I mean, it depends. How did you? What did you do to require those stitches? <laughs> All right, so for my birthday, I went to this, like, uh, do you know, like, what Chuck E. Cheese's is? It's like... It's, it's like this surreal American thing that I, I should have dreamed up, but, like, it seems to be real. It's it's gambling for children. It's a casino for babies. It's a baby casino. I mean, to be fair, a traditional British holiday, holiday is to, to go to the seaside and use them, um, like, you know, those penny machines where you put the money in and then they like, the slider, like, pushes them off the edge. Yeah, right. they have those at Chuck E. Cheese. Right. But they're but, not pennies, they're tokens. Right. But that wasn't the, the, but also they have, like, a giant playroom where you could go in and bounce around and do amazing things to try and hurt yourself. But yes, it's they safe. also have... They also have animatronic, an animatronic band that's terrifying right. <laughs> and creates is... the entire premise for Five Nights at Freddy's is how yes. terrifying the animatronic band is. That is most of what I know about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I didn't get to the gambling part. I got distracted by the giant. I love the giant playroom because there's an entire, like, one part of it is an entire thing that is full of like balls and you swim in balls and that really comes out wrong if i think about it (laughs) i Um, wasn't gonna say anything (laughs) but anyway so one of the things was like uh we were uh, i was on my birthday and i managed to 
bounce my head just the right way on the one sharp part of this like padded playroom area and managed to like stab myself in the head so <laughs> then we went to er because we were it was a head wound and i needed stitches and that was my good Happy birthday, birthday. Yeah. so i assume you were at chuck e cheese's specifically for your birthday party i yeah i they were like what would you like to do and i'm like chuck e cheese's because i had just moved to the midwest from the west from the west coast and i was like oh my gosh they also have a chuck e cheese's here or maybe <laughs> i'd never been to one before and i was like oh my gosh there is a chuck e cheese's here i don't remember did you know uh -huh. that his name his full name is charles entertainment cheese <laughs> i don't know what to do with that knowledge <laughs> I don't know what to do with that knowledge either. That's why I have to share it whenever I get the... Because for the rest of my life, I'm going to know Chuck E. Cheese's full name. Oh, oh right. This isn't like Mickey Mouse where I know his, like... Uh... Isn't his name actually Mortimer? It is. Which Mortimer... I also don't know what to do with that name. I thought Mortimer was a different... He was originally going to be called... Mortimer was a different mouse? He was originally going to be called Mortimer, but... Um... Walt's wife, I can't remember her name, Lillian. told him to change it. Yeah. It's a stupid a name. Smart woman. So he gave Mortimer to a different mouse later on. Maybe. Oh. oh. Okay, so episode anyway. 10. <laughs> anyway. Honoka explodes. A wonderful birthday. Um, uh, yeah. Nagisa and Honoka are hanging out at Honoka's house. We are reminded <laughs> once again that Meeple has a voyeuristic streak because he's like, we should have sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and while they're while they're hanging out, Honoka gets a phone call, and the phone call is from her dad saying that her mom and dad are going to be in town for her birthday tomorrow. So we actually get to meet Honoka's parents. They're not just like random terrible people who leave their daughter in Japan with elderly grandma for. I mean, Years. for the record, for the record, while this episode paints them all in a very loving light, that's They're still my impression of them. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. My impression is still, what are you doing? You have a child. <laughs> well, I have, I have a theory. I, I think I wrote this down later. It's like, they are the worst kind of, um, they're the worst kind of impractical parents. Like, they clearly love their child and they clearly love their job and like there's no sense of practicality it's like oh my gosh we have a baby that's great here's what we should do with it and no one was like here are the practical things you need to do with a baby yeah their their sense of obligation seems very like it's like Honoka is one of their many hobbies right because yeah, they said they only like day a year it's like they're not even that bothered yeah they see her one day a year usually it seems on her birthday uh, usually yeah on her <laughs> on her birthday once a year she gets to see her parents and yeah they don't seem that bothered and it's very odd well it would explain why hanukkah has like terrible friendship skills yeah it would um so anyway um, we find out her parents are art curators um and dealers and so 
they spend their time the reason they're never home is because they're constantly traveling to collect weird museum pieces and nagisa zeroes into the most important part of that conversation not the neglect not the fact that they sell like weird shit all over the world but the fact that she needs to buy hanukkah a birthday present (laughs) yes which is very important and makes her a good friend (laughs) (laughs) um so hanukkah goes to the airport to uh pick up her parents who arrive with a cart full of gifts they see their daughter and immediately run to hug her and kiss her and love her so much and they almost crush her under the weight of their big old hugs but the only luggage they appear to have is that pile of presents which implies to me that because they're only there for a day they don't need much stuff so they must therefore have everything somewhere else to live off so they need to on top of just shoving Hanukkah off on her grandmother. They they just don't... They live somewhere else. Yes. Yes. They are very terrible parents. They love their daughter very much. <laughs> they, they, they clearly love Hanukkah a lot, but like on the one hand, there's like words and, you know, these gestures, which are all very appreciated. And then there's like actions, including the action of not being there 364 days out of the year yeah and then they do and then they do something else which i would be like okay i get it you are trying to be good parents but you are now back under the bad parent category (laughs) so yeah so uh while while this heart heart wrenching reunion is taking place nagisa is trying to find money to make hanukkah a gift yeah, she's like, I'm going to buy Hanukkah something nice and is looking around for money and no one will lend her money and she can't get an advance on her allowance because apparently she's already gotten several advances on her allowance. <laughs> and her brother won't loan her money and it's just great because she keeps wandering around with a little yen coin on her forehead. <laughs> yes. And so while she's doing this, they are leaving uh, the airport, Honoka and her parents, and they're talking about, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? Do you want to go to the aquarium? Do you want to go to the theater? Like, what do you want to do? And that's when her dad gets a phone call. And it turns out to be this jeweler uh, who has tried, been trying to pin these two down for ages. Which... Honestly, I can I can't blame them because if they can't like his daughter can't see him, right? Well, also, okay, I'm a person whose job forces me to travel around all and I never get to see my daughter. And then somebody with something legitimate to my career mm-hmm. who lives seemingly blocks from where my daughter lives calls and says, "Hey, I have something important for your job that you can do right here." I take that one immediately. I'm like, cool, I'll go do that and spend a day with my daughter. That's what I would do. Not apparently what these people have been doing, which is turning him down for ages. Or even while you're already there, stay an extra day to go do business with the jewelry man. And don't make your daughter decide to like, yes, I will, I will be nice to my parents and go to a like 
a jewelry store when I have shown no interest or appreciation for fine, shiny things. Right. Well, and especially it's her birthday and she, Honoka is literally an angel. She's the sweetest, best thing in the world and none of us deserve her. No. So so her dad gets this phone call and they have this conversation where they go, oh no, it's the guy, but we can't, it's your birthday. And Honoka says, no, 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 it's all right. Go do your work. Go look at the jewelry store. Yeah, we can go look at the jewelry store and you can do your work. And so they go... They go to the jewelry store and her parents are taken into the back to do their job. And she is left sitting in a big fancy jewelry store that um, Nagisa happens to walk by outside while she's looking for things to get Honoka. And while she's walking by, she sees some pretty necklaces and they're so expensive. Yeah, that was the number I was looking up. So they said it was about 3 million yen, which is about $34,000. Yep, that's an expensive <laughs> necklace. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at the necklace right now. It doesn't look, it looks like it's made out of beads. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, also, I mean, if that if that shiny rock in the middle is like a genuine ruby that is that big, though I don't know how you'd make it look like that if it's a ruby. That's not how ruby. I should stop thinking about rocks. I don't understand why this necklace is this expensive. Why? Well, and then we find. Well, they have magic powers from these rocks, as we find out later. Yes, we'll get to so, that. So, um, so it, the cost is like magic powers. There we go. Which yeah, for, so they Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for so a little they, bit over a mere quarter of a million dollars, magic powered <laughs> rocks. So Nagisa anyway. suddenly has an idea for what she wants to do for Honoka, so she runs home and as she runs home, three men wearing ski masks enter the jewelry store. Dun 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 And they and they do a stick 'em up, except the stick 'em up is with a fake gun because he's just holding his finger out in pocket and pretending it's a gun (laughs) which actually explains a lot about this city over the fact that there is wanton destruction going like all over the place and no one is particularly bothered by that because a guy (laughs) with a fake with not even a real gun can like it take over a jewelry store yeah it's delightful so they take over the jewelry store and all of the adults and everybody gets all tied up and taken hostage and somehow they miss Honoka. <laughs> Which yeah, where was she? What was she doing? Like wandering away with she was Mipple? Yeah, Mipple wanted something, so they needed to go somewhere yeah. private so she could uh, But so she comes back and sees the three jewelers and is like, um, hello. <laughs> and they're like, ah, <laughs> Because by this point, they've taken the masks off as well. Yes, exactly. Honoka's just lack of fear here is, like, really adorable. She's not afraid at all. It's like, well, she's gone up against an evil tree, like, an evil evil David Bowie, uh, like, lizards. Like, honestly, three schlubs in ratty presumably ratty clothing who don't even have real weapons it's like nothing yeah um so her dad's trying to break out to save his daughter because he's like i can't believe i'm being such a bad dad Uh, (laughs) and it's like yes this this is why you are a bad dad yeah getting getting 
tied up by robbers and held hostage, that makes you morally bankrupt. But abandoning your child for 99% of the year, you know, that's just good business. Anyway, so she's, she's, these robbers are all like, oh, we're real robbers. We steal from people and we're very bad. And for a moment, it looks like she's getting really like scared and sad. And then she gets really mad at them. And she's like, stealing is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, right, sit down. And then they all just like collapse onto their knees immediately. (laughs) She's using the dumb voice. She absolutely is. (laughs) Like, I just let, she's like suddenly the school teacher and she's just like, sit down and they all just do it. And she's like, okay, I'm going to explain to you why stealing is wrong. And they're like, I mean, no stealing is wrong, but like, you know, money is good. (laughs) And then she gives basically the lesson where his love is more important than money. Love is more important than money, y'all. Yeah, And we get to Nagisa, who is uh, working on making a gift for Honoka for her birthday. And she takes out some clay that she has left over from something. And she starts making a little charm that looks like Mipple and Mepple. Because that's what everybody wants. <laughs> the horny animals, why not? Yeah, the horny animals. I mean, to be fair, I have more than one friend with that t-shirt of the reindeer the like christmas sweater where if you look at the reindeer you're like wait a minute yeah yeah i think those reindeer are doing it (laughs) that's true that's fair so she gets the magical girl mascot version of that (laughs) makes it into a charm in the meantime cave troll has broken in to the jewelry store to go after honoka and Hanukkah, Hanukkah is just fucking great. She just straight up lies to him. Yeah, she's, he's like, I came here. I came here for the prism stone. And she just gestures to all the jewelry around her and goes, it's hidden. It's one of these. You can have it if you can find it. <laughs> like, just straight up lies. It's just great. absolutely 100% she lies. <laughs> <laughs> and the cave show just is like, Right, that makes total sense that you would put it here. Right. Let's check Uh, every gem individually. Yes. And then Honoka, like a smart person, and more people in fiction should do this, is like, cool, well, I'm going to call 911. But it doesn't work because they cut the phone wires. The actual robbers, when they were coming in, cut the phone wires. And then we get like a, the the background story of why the the robbers are robbers, and it's very sad. Yeah, they have of. this like tragic, beautiful robber backstory. And I feel like that's a magical girl like a, a, a trope, wherein like the only truly evil, irredeemable, like no tragic backstory, they are just straight up bad, is like the external forces. Um, like the 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 outside evil people and whatever like bad people that you meet mm-hmm. that are average joes just are misguided or something bad like well, something that's ruined them it's kind of a thing with magical girls too where like the yeah. the villains even aren't necessarily evil evil you know mm-hmm. when they beat Zakena, it says Gomena. Like, it's yeah. saying sorry. And when they, yeah. uh, and even with, like, uh, Piss Lord, 
Yeah. Granted, like they didn't save, they killed him. They killed him off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did. But like there was like a couple <laughs> moments that they had where he he was, you know, like, oh, is this the power of goodness and whatever? And there was this clear, like, oh, he just can't understand, but he's not a bad person. But the Dark King, definitely an evil dude. Right, right. So we get their their yeah. tragic backstory, which is just basically they worked hard and had no money and didn't know what to do to support their families. And they're they're like, well, we got to get we got to get people here, you know, because at this point the alarms have gone off and there are people outside, like the police and whatever, know that something is going down. Yeah, and Horace's well, dad's like stuck his face out the window, yes. shouting for someone to call the police. Right. right. Yes. And like dad is resourceful at least that much (laughs) to stick his face out a window and be like, Hey, we're being held captive. Someone please call the police. And so they call the police and the news cameras all come and Honoka realizes there are news cameras outside, which is good for her because she needs to try to get Nagisa's attention because they can only transform together. And And, And also the reason why like they can't get out is because like during the robbery, they had shut all of the the safety things down. Yeah. All the stuff came down, which I feel like it's a really flawed way to do a robbery. Like, (laughs) (laughs) how are you planning on leaving after you took the jewelry? Right. What was your plan guys? I mean, obviously they are very bad, bad at being robbers. So this appears to be their first attempt. Right. So we should at least give them, like, kudos for at least trying. It was a good first attempt. You know, yeah, they had half a plan. Yeah, gold star for effort. <laughs> but uh, uh, Honoka works out a way for um, Mipple to get out to the front display and try to sort of be noticeable there so that it'll get caught on the cameras so that it'll show on the news so that Nagisa will realize that Honoka is inside. Miraculously, this works. <laughs> Magic school. Like, it's like how um, the evil people always know where Honoka and, uh, Nagi- and uh, Nagisa are. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just one of those like magical coincidence things. Go with it. <laughs> yes. And so meanwhile, Honoka is there facing down the cave troll. And she's waiting, she's like praying that Nagisa will show up while the cave troll is realizing that he's been tricked. Again. Real bad. <laughs> Again, he's not the brightest. No. Uh, like, if he didn't do the dick thing with the bear, I would feel a little bit sorry for him, but he did do the dick thing with the bear. So, <laughs> yeah. No, he was a, he, the first thing he did of any significance on screen was be a jerk to a bear. Right. So I don't like him. Right. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, um, Nagisa shows up and she's like, I gotta break in. I gotta save Honoka. And the, like, you can't go in. We're, you know, we don't got, we don't let people into crime scenes. We'll take care of this. But she hears, overhears them saying, because they're going, is there any way for us to get in? No. And some guy says, there are these vents, but they're too small for an adult. And Nagisa's is like, ha ha, I am not an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I am tiny still. I am a tiny 13 year old girl. And so right as inside the jewelry store, the cave troll is about to go killing Honoka with his giant fist. <laughs> uh, because the robbers tried to defend Honoka and were like, 
totally useless. Yeah, but they did their best. They did. They are doing, like I said, gold star for effort. They are definitely gold star for effort, people. Yeah, and yeah, it... but they they slowed him down long enough for Nagasus to get in. That's so, true. I mean, they did save her. Yeah, that's true. They were they they were very they were invaluable. So the cave troll is about to smash Honoka with his big old fist when the screen to the vent gets kicked out and smashes him in the face really hard. Like oh, I guess yeah. he plays lacrosse, but Nagisa has good legs. Oh uh, yeah. And Nagisa jumps down from the vent and looks really cool and is like, nah, you're not murdering my friend today. And then they transform and it's fight time. Yeah. And then they fight and, but they look like they're about to lose when they do powers. And then we find out that all, all jewelry has magic powers. Yes. All inherent <laughs> in the nature of gemstones is that gemstones yes. have power and they can power up the, which like i i heard this and i immediately was like so you guys are just gonna start carrying around a bunch of rocks right like <laughs> no it's just really a cool thing so in that remarkable coincidence when we ever are at a jewelry store we could just be like hey ruby use my uh, lend me your powers yeah so they're having a hard time beating cave troll and then all of the jewelry in the jewelry store lends their powers to the girls and they're able to beat the cave troll well or at least rocket punch him out of the the into the sky again or something yes, like they, that they do the they do the team rocket blasting <laughs> off again yes. thing and he goes off into the sky meanwhile uh, uh the robbers which had been passed out start waking up and everything's sort of been solved and so use is like cool, I'm out. Don't want to get caught here by the police. Who would have questions? <laughs> it goes back into the vent. After giving um, Hanukkah her gift. Yes, and after giving Honoka her beautiful birthday present of Mipple and Mepple as a cute little painted silver clay thing. It's, it is kind of cute. It is It is kind of cute. Um, meanwhile, the police outside have broken into the store with like a what is it they use like a oh yeah they use something weird like a, the big construction truck <laughs> what yeah. is it called like they have like this big construction tractor and they use it to break into the store which is really amazing and so the police come in and the robbers are like well we've learned a very important lesson today and we gotta take responsibility for our actions. And they're so, so pure. They're, yeah, it's so cute. And they're like, it's just so wholesome. And they're like, yeah. we'll do, we're, we'll turn ourselves in and we'll do our time. Hopefully if this was their first robbery and it wasn't successful. Well, and also they didn't have actual weapons. Like if I was the, uh, like the people of the store, I would be super embarrassed over the yeah. fact that you got taken over by fake like finger guns right i hope that they end up not having to ha do that much since they didn't actually yeah. steal anything and it wasn't actually armed and right it was their first offense they've clearly changed their minds about how they want all this to go at this point so. right yeah. <laughs> but they hand themselves over because they're being good responsible adults and they're setting a good example for the children in the audience 
for what you should do when you make a mistake, which is to, you know, own the consequences. And then Honoka's parents are, you know, let loose from all their bonds and they run out and they hug Honoka and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. I'm so glad you're safe. We're so sorry we couldn't protect you. We're such terrible parents. And that, yes, and if we're like, yes, that's the reason why you're terrible. <laughs> yeah. But Honoka, who again is a literal angel, <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 it's okay. I know we don't get to spend a lot of time together, but our hearts are connected. And I know that you love me very much. And I could tell from the way you acted today that you love me very much. And this has been the best birthday I've ever had. Which worries me a little bit over what kind of previous <laughs> birthday she's had. I uh, mean, presumably she, her parents come back every year, but she, because she only sees them for one day a year, she doesn't know who they are. It's incredibly <laughs> awkward. It's very, it's very odd. Um, I mean, it makes it is her first birthday that she's ever seemingly had a friend like a really That's... good fellow girl friend because i mean she and fuji are kind of childhood friends but like clearly not that close clearly childhood and not current friends like yeah but yeah she says best birthday ever and that's the episode <laughs> uh, so jessa just what did you think of the episode um i Again, these these three episodes, getting them right in a row was really like uh. a treat because it was like, you know, character-based breakup episode where we explore that relationship. Like it was three explorations of three good relationships. The Nagisa Honoka relationship, the Nagisa Methyl relationship, and then the Honoka and her parents relationship. So mm -hmm. like all of those seem really good and really important. I give this episode um Seven out of seven Honoka's li a literal angel points. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about you, Jade? What do you think about the episode? I I I gave it a, a ten out of ten for the touchy feely burg burglars. Aw, yeah, <laughs> and Frank, <laughs> and I gave it a seven out of seven using magical gems to use magical powers. Yes. All right. Well, that is this week's batch of episodes. Um, I'm glad that uh, that anyone who is here could join us. Once again, I am Cure Jessica, and you can find me on Tumblr at timemachineliveblogs.tumblr.com. I'm Jade, and you can find me at the neptuneviolin.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm Cure Frank, and you can find me at drasnianfrank.tumblr.com. Uh, uh, and that's it for this week. For those of us, for those of you at home who are watching along, next week will be episodes 11, 12, and 13. Uh, and until then, stay magical.